This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James Marriott and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community here in Sheffield. In 10 years, Twinkle has grown from nothing to almost 600 staff and 5 million users around the world. It's truly a remarkable success story. I went along to their Ecclesall Road office to meet two of their senior management team to find out more. Hi, I'm Helen Folson. I'm the Chief Product Officer at Twinkle. Hi, I'm David Angrave and I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Twinkle. Okay, tell me about Twinkle. Uh, well, I could talk about it all day, but in, in as brief as I can, um, we started 10 years ago. We're celebrating our 10th birthday this year. Uh, it started with John and Susie Seaton. Susie was a teacher. Um, John is someone who sees an opportunity in everything. Um, and they were making resources at home. Fast forward to a few people in a small office. Fast forward to 2014 when we moved into the current premises on Eccleshall Road. Um, started very simple with basic display resources and activities for the early years. Um, going through to um, a few years later, started doing more detailed planning, supporting subject knowledge for teachers. Uh, through to today where we have a multitude of different products including um, newsroom to tell the news every day in a child-friendly way or a complete phonics scheme of work or um, improving your handwriting with a full scheme of work and multitude of um, resources to tackle absolutely anything a teacher might need support within the classroom. How is there a way of kind of um, summing up what Twinkle's all about in like you know one or two lines? Helping those who teach. Over 50% of the company are current or former teachers. Um, so it's always been very, very focused on what can we do to help the teachers? What do they need in the classroom? What can we provide to them to make their lives easier? David, where is kind of Twinkle at right now in, in, in 2020 as we as we talk now? So in 2020, as Helen says, we've been growing very rapidly, um, but we're still absolutely focused on that mission, which is to help those who teach. Um, so that's um, on existing products um, across those sort of 20, 23 product lines. Um, and we've got a huge team that work for us, uh, both in Sheffield, but actually all around the globe. We've got over 500 team members. Uh, so we're currently sitting on our Excel Road office, which are where we're across four levels. Uh, and then we recently acquired a new building at Hallamshire Business Park, which we call the Warren, uh, where you've got another sort of 150 team members based. Uh, we've also got a great office out in Australia in Wollongong uh, where our Australian team is sort of working hard um, providing customer support and the resourcing for that market as well. Across our user base we're looking at over 5 million users globally now and that's in over 190 countries. Um, So for us we're still asking ourselves that question how do we help those who teach and how do we help more people who teach. Um, So that's not just uh, teachers in a classroom that's anyone that's an educator be that a parent be that at secondary school be that a home educator a carer a teaching assistant anyone that's in that education setting we're passionate about fulfilling our mission for them then also about six months ago uh, we launched twinkle hive which is our ed tech accelerator Uh, and for that that's a real extension of our mission that's saying we can't do everything nor should we do everything sheffield's been absolutely amazing to us as a startup so how can we help other edtech startups in Sheffield and actually attract edtech startups to Sheffield to continue to extend that mission to help those who teach but in new and wonderful ways it's kind of hard to to kind of get a a grip on the the scale of kind of what what you're doing right now so how how many employees do you have all together um I think it's always hard to keep track of Twinkle because we're (laughs) always growing um but I'd say probably about 570 to 580 at this point globally uh, and are you based of, of five million 
people. That's right. Which is just insane. So um, what what does everyone do then? Because obviously, you know, we're here on the uh, the fifth floor of the site at, at Eccles Hall Road, and there's an office full of people with some uh, crazy things on their computer screens. What what kind of talk me through some of the roles of what, what people do? Um, so at Twinkle, actually, you will find almost every role, um, <laughs> which is what makes this business so fantastic. So you've got your traditional business functions. So we've got a great HR, IT, business service teams. Um, but then at, core, at the core of Twinkle is is our teachers and our production teams. So you've got everything from teachers who are writing and editing content. You've got graphics designers. You've got world-class illustrators. Um, then you've got the absolute leaders in emerging tech, be that in augmented reality modeling through to interactive games designers. Um, and then, of course, most of our content is delivered through our website. So you've got on our other site, um, you've got a whole host of web developers um, and then creatives as well. But I, I would challenge you to find a job role at Twinkle that actually we're not currently employing. <laughs> Um, so this, uh, I guess, this is a question you, you may have been kind of asked in the in the past. But um, obviously, you know, we have an education system. We have schools. We have six forms. We have universities. Um, why why do we need Twinkle? <laughs> Try not to be political. Um, but essentially, the the role of a teacher is very complex and very time consuming. And um, as a former teacher myself it's one of those jobs that you have never finished. So you can never get to the point where you're kind of like, I've done everything I can possibly do. I can now stop work for the day and, and relax because there's always something in the back of your mind that you can, oh, I could enhance that. I could make that better or I could put more effort into that or I could you know, do more detailed marking or I could think of a more creative idea for this particular lesson. It's just completely ongoing all the time. And even when you're on holiday, it's, you'll, you'll see... A, a, an idea for, for something you can do back in the classroom I mean, it's it's definitely um it's a lifestyle teaching it's not a job that you're in nine to five it, you don't switch off and we basically want to support teachers in doing the best that they can do and the teachers are always going to be the expert in their own classroom with their own class knowing what the specific needs of those pupils are but all over the all over england never mind all over the globe you've got teachers doing exactly the same thing in houses all over the world. So if you're teaching light, for example, you're gonna have so many hundreds of thousands of teachers all creating PowerPoints to support teaching light, whilst actually the, the basic concepts aren't going to change. So if we can provide that starting point that the teacher can then tweak for the needs of their class, that's gonna help everybody. And of course, we've got all the, the graphic designers and the illustrators that can make it that really high quality, beautiful resource that's engaging for children rather than 10 years ago, I was there on my laptop trying to pretty up a PowerPoint with no design skills whatsoever. So um, as, as kind of a former teacher, then you must kind of hear some of the feedback that you get from teachers now. Um, how, uh, how do you kind of see what you do, what you're doing here, kind of having an impact out there in, in, in the world? It's actually really, really rewarding because when people find out where you work, you know, there's teachers all over the place. You always bump into teachers. And obviously, as, as a former teacher and married to a teacher, my you know, social network involves a lot of teachers. Um, and people find out you work for Twinkle and they're like, oh, you're genu genuinely a lifesaver. It's amazing. I don't know what to do without it. Um, and it, it's just that time-saving element of feeling that not only, you know, even people that might spend half an hour browsing the site but don't download anything, it's kind of like, I'm using it for inspiration. Actually, I hadn't thought of teaching that topic that way. Or I had my phonics lesson next week and I, I got dropped in it last minute because my job share would normally be doing it and I had to do it and I picked up the resources from Twinkle. And, you know, it only took a little bit of adaptation and it was perfect for my class. It's just, it's, it comes back to that time-saving element 
again and again. So what is it that makes Twinkle unique? Because kind of things to help teachers have always been around. Uh, what kind of makes Twinkle kind of so unique? I think it's everything that we encompass and it's the, the entire user journey. I mean, if you have an issue on the website, we will get back to you like within an hour maximum. And our, everybody you speak to, whether it be on the end of an email, on the live chat, on the phone, is a former teacher. They understand exactly what you're going through. They understand your needs and they're there for you. So it's not just the resource side of things. It's, it's the whole of Twinkle, um, the way we have our values, the way we communicate. Um, but obviously the resources are the main part that people know us for and it, it's just that breadth of support there as well so we, we have a lovely collection of interactive games that really engage children and get them thinking and um, they're perfectly presented to be used at home whether that's with people educating at home or whether it's a nicer version of homework that's a bit of a bit of a different one to you know practice your times tables by using this game um, but it's it's also the, the resource collection is you know I challenge you to think of anything you want to use in the classroom you search it on our site and you can't find something we, ha we have something for just about everything so what we kind of touched on earlier about kind of the the, the scale of um, Twinkle and um, obviously kind of like you, you, the, the team is always kind of changing in size and ultimately I guess always growing and the user base is always um, growing. What kind of challenges does that kind of provide for, for you guys just to kind of keep tabs on, on how everything is sort of going? Oh, we, we have an awful lot of data that we use to, to look at everything in minute details we we have a data analyst attached to every team to help us help us with that to make informed decisions and um, we're always looking at what teachers want what they need using you know speaking to actual teachers as well as looking at their activity on the website uh, and i think the the challenges of scale are that you know everything just gets bigger and we have more teams but as as we think of new products that are going to be useful we expand those teams to fit so that we're, we're meeting needs in lots of different areas Every guest that's been on the podcast has hated this question when I've asked them. Um, and I would normally ask people for three words that they think really kind of sum up the business or sum up the brand. Um, there's two of you. So, um, I mean, I guess it's only fair that I give you six words between you. Uh, so I would have to say, we help those. Who teach. We help those who teach. That's five, five altogether. That's great. You've got a there. spare word. You can have that one for free. Um, okay. What have been the biggest successes as you see them for Twinkle over the years? Um, I think actually for me, it's exactly what Helen's described. It is that ability to scale piece. It is the fact that we're reaching sort of millions of educators around the globe. And every time we get a new user, every time someone interacts with our site, we know we're fulfilling that mission. We're saving them time and ultimately we're enabling them to have a positive impact on the educational experience of a child. And every time we do that, whether it was customer number one or customer five million, it's like that is an absolutely incredible success. And then also it's seeing the results of that interaction as well. Um, we see that on a scale, but also actually it's that personal level. We're very, really close to our customers. Often our customers will call our, um, our customers support teams just to tell us about their day be that if they've had a bad day but also if they've had a really really good day um, and it's hearing what twinkle has enabled them to do it's got them through um, it's got them through an assessment it's got them through an inspection um, they were feeling really really stressed about this or they weren't quite sure how to help that particular child that they were going to be able to find something and they've been able to do that and then there's the stuff that saving time by using our resources on the site has enabled them to do with their private lives and that's spending more time with the kids one of my favorite ones was still it's like because i use twinkle i now run marathons and i was just like 
that's not what I expected when I first sort of rocked up at Twinkle to start working here. And it's a case of we help those who teach, but hey, we also help them run marathons and spend more time with their children. And that, for me, has to be the, the greatest success that we have. That's great. I was, I was actually just about to kind of follow up that question by asking if there are any sort of moments that really stand out that that really kind of stick in your mind from from over the years of where you've just thought wow what we're doing really is making a, an impact i guess the the marathon one is um such a different sort of example but still like so important and anything else for either of you that that kind of you look back on and that just is always there in your mind uh, i shouldn't highlight this one because it was actually a mistake on our website <laughs> but we had a child contact us um, I can't remember the exact context because my subject knowledge was clearly not up to scratch. But we had done a paper model of a particular aircraft that was involved in World War II. And he picked us up on a technicality that was slightly wrong. <laughs> um, and it, it, it was just brilliant because he'd obviously engaged with the resource to such a level that he can spot that and had taken the time to contact us. And obviously we corrected the, the mistake. It was something that we, were, we weren't aware of. It was a little known fact. <laughs> he was a particular expert. Um, and um, we, we sent him a, another one and he, he sent in photos. And it was, it's, it's that interaction where you can see the, the end user and how they've engaged with, with things that have started as a little idea in, the, in our offices, which is really rewarding. So the flip side of all this, um, I guess you don't get to kind of a, a team of pushing towards 600 people and a user base of 5 million people without a few challenges and a few hurdles along the way. So what have been kind of the big um, challenges as Twinkle has grown? I think it's getting that message out of what we actually have available to people. You know, for years as we started we didn't even have anything resembling a sales team all you know everything was word of mouth um, you know one teacher recommends us to another teacher recommends us to another teacher and that's how word grew but as we've scaled up and we've done more with what we have you come onto our website you, you can't see absolutely everything that's on there so you encounter teachers when you speak to them who have been using Twinkle for years and tell you how wonderful they find it. And I was like, oh, do you use a phonics scheme of work? They're like, you've got a phonics scheme of work. And I was like, have you used Newsroom? And have you used the originals? And did you know the originals books did this? And um, have, have you signed up to Book Club? Because then you can get a free book through the, the door every every half term. And have, have you looked at the uh, the interactive games we've got? Have you realised that we've got hotspots that teach you science for you? And you, you can go on and on and on. And they're like, oh, no, no, I need to look. Oh, I need to look at that. I need to look at that. And it, even the most dedicated Twinkle fan, I can guarantee, hasn't found every corner of our website. So my constant challenge is always that. How do we let people know what we've actually got on there? Let's talk a little bit about um, Sheffield, if we if we can. Um, I guess quite an obvious thing to ask would be, with the scale of Twinkle as it is now, um, how come you're still here? Why why is Twinkle still kind of Sheffield based? And surely, kind of, there must have been thoughts at some point of maybe we need to kind of start looking down towards the capital or something no not at all um i say we were proudly sheffield born and proudly sheffield we will stay um at twinkle we do like to say sheffield born global impact they say in the city that sheffield makes and sheffield made twinkle we wouldn't be here without sort of the support of the local community in sheffield with the business community of the educational institutions because ultimately it's those relationships that have enabled us to do that here um, there's absolutely no need for us to go down to, to london or go across to manchester or to Leeds, Sheffield offers everything we need right here. Um, it's been really, really good to us over the last 10 years. Um, it still adds a lot of value to us, but also for us now, it's asking, well, how can we add some of that value back? Um, I, I always kind of ask 
on each episode of, of this show about your thoughts on the Sheffield business scene as it is right now. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, generally people from outside of Sheffield that talk a lot about how far behind Leeds it is for this and how far behind Manchester it is for this and how in digital terms it's only here and things like that. What, what would your sort of take be on where Sheffield is right now? Um, I'd say Sheffield's made some huge gains. I also think the comparisons with sort of Manchester and Leeds, they don't really bother me because actually Sheffield isn't trying to compete with Manchester and Leeds on so many different areas. It's actually Sheffield's really, really good at tech, really, really good at digital. It's actually just we just need to kind of pin a nail in actually what that is. One of those areas is ed tech. Another is manufacturing tech, gaming tech, mobility tech. You know, we've got those specialties in Sheffield and we have to be really, really proud about them and actually hang our hat on them um, because actually we are excelling. We're competing well above the, the likes of Manchester and Leeds in those areas um, and actually we like to say at Twinkle we much rather talk about collaboration rather than competition and Sheffield's got that mindset and that mentality and I think if we stay true to that we're on to a really really good path. So of course Twinkle is is not just Twinkle anymore is it you have you have Twinkle Hive uh, there's the Twinkle Investment Fund that's right um, and obviously you've got your your new building now the Warren that's it right called? yeah, good. yeah. Uh, nice name um, so yeah just just talk to me a little bit about kind of the the other sort of arms and and, and offshoots from from Twinkle um, so as I said before actually for us any arm or offshoot from Twinkle is still very much focused on that how do we fulfill the mission how do we help those who teach um, and about a year ago we were realized that actually there's lots of things we could do um, but we have to ask ourselves the question is the things that we should do and um, what we're phenomenal at is making educational resourcing but there are other teacher pain points there are other education pain points that we would love to solve um, but rather than doing them ourselves we launched the hive and that's uh, an investment hub an investment fund that provides both cash investment but also services um, to edtech startups um, they can be based in Sheffield or they they, they still are coming from all around the UK um, and we're actually helping them to grow not necessarily as missional businesses but impactful businesses ones that care just as deeply about that mission to actually help those who teach um, and for us it's about supporting them to grow in the right way and most importantly doing it in Sheffield. I know we touched on um, earlier on Helen about um, challenges and, and kind of getting the word out there um, in terms of how you go about promoting Twinkle now how how do you do that? I think although we now use many different ways of doing that it's primarily social media no matter which country you're in so a, a lot of our word of mouth and um, spreading further started from Facebook and usually the first time we enter a new country is usually gathering interest on Facebook from teachers in those countries uh, we have country managers who run each country and they're very responsive on social media to look at what customers want and so it's that dual purpose of finding out what customers want from us so we can create it for them and then letting them know that it's there so they can come and access it we now have a sales team who um, can support school sales um, which we didn't previously do because it was originally based on individual subscriptions so we have different ways now of, of getting the word out to different people but it's it this strongest way is still people recommending us to other people so you know i could talk to a, I talk about a lot of different methods that we use but essentially people find us like us and tell their friends and colleagues 
I'm going to slightly expand that question out if I can and just kind of draw on on your experience of of teaching and and your kind of network of teachers that you know. But um, social media, you know, as as we kind of record this in the UK at the moment, social media is taking a little bit of a battering because of a few things that have been kind of happening on a a wider scale. How useful is something like social media in the world of teaching? Um, I think it's the same in any profession where sharing practice is useful. So there are many, many Facebook groups for specific groups of teachers. So if you're a Key Stage 2 teacher or if you're an NQT or if you're a trainee teacher or if you're a teaching assistant or if you're an early years teacher, you know, there's just so many different groups that are more specific to you. It could be that, you know, you just want to speak to Yorkshire teachers because you're interested in actually meeting up as well as having the engagement online. Um, But so often... um, particularly if you work in a small school you don't get the opportunity to bat ideas off somebody teaching the same age group as you because there might only be one class you might even be teaching a mixed age class and at that point just reaching out to Facebook and saying oh look teaching synonyms tomorrow they didn't get it last week can you give me a different idea because you know I feel like I need some inspiration and you know 10 minutes later you've got like five different teachers saying oh you could do this you could do this have you seen this or you know hopefully they're saying oh if you've seen this on twinkle this will help you um so it's it's that community feel where you can't get it you know in your own setting because uh in my teaching career i, I spent 14 years in the classroom and i you know i had um one experience in a small village school and i had another experience in inner city bradford where it was a three four entry school so i've i've had both experiences and you you do you know you do really appreciate being able to share ideas share experience have just have that second opinion of do you think this would work how could we improve this one or you know we tried this last year how can we improve it for this year or this particular child doesn't get it if you've got any ideas for for accessing their learning a bit more securely so it's you know it's irreplaceable that that community of of shared knowledge and obviously, I mean, you're, you have that background in, in teaching. I'm guessing quite a lot of the people that, that, that come to work for you at Twinkle have maybe not had that experience of, of teaching. How do you kind of get them to sort of buy into what it is that you're doing? From a, from a very early stage, I mean, um, because I was keen to not be that person that had left teaching and then the, the longer I spent at Twinkle, the less I actually knew about the market that we're working for. Um, so going back to the early days... I still had a very good relationship with the school that I'd just left in order to come here. And I used to go back in every month and either I'd have created a lesson that I had the designers knock up the PowerPoint for and I'd go in and I'd deliver that lesson and I'd then be able to give the designers direct feedback on this worked really well, we want to tweak this, we want, you know, it's that absolute direct feedback of, right, we've designed this, I've taken it as a classroom, I've tried it in front of the children, now we need to improve this part. Um, but also I used to take um, groups of designers into schools local to the office and we'd put up a display in a classroom and the the amount of insight we got from that was absolutely incredible because suddenly you'd have a designer whose last experience of school was being at school realizing that oh actually we need to make the font bigger on those posters because if you sat at the back of the classroom you can't read them from there or or if you're printing a border to go around the outside actually it's much easier if you've got one that you can print out on a3 because you've got less to cut out and and trim around so there's so many things that you just naturally wouldn't pick up until you actually do it yourself so we do like to have as much contact as possible with schools obviously now we have almost 600 staff we can't make sure that every member of staff goes into a school on a regular basis or there'd be nobody in the office um but we you know going forwards and as we have done historically, we want to ensure that there's a representative from all areas of production 
having that classroom contact on a regular basis whether that's literally being in a school environment so it could be a graphic designer who happens to just go in and hear a child read every month just because you can then learn so much from what you can see in the school environment from talking to people while you're there but also being a useful part to play rather than everybody knows how busy schools are how busy everybody in the school are so we don't want to turn up and start asking people questions that that's their precious time but if we can turn up and be useful and get insight as a side product then everybody benefits question for uh, both of you i guess um and i think there'll be plenty of people listening to this podcast now that are involved in business or maybe kind of at an early point of their sort of um startup that kind of dream of the idea of, of one day having you know a team of nearly 600 um people um if you could kind of share one bit of advice from your experience of the journey with with twinkle what would that be I think for me, it's, it's the opportunity spotting. It's what's out there we can help with. What what are people feeling pain on and how can we meet that need? It, it's always that focus on the customer and what are they feeling? What do they need? How can we deliver it? Um, for me, it's actually more of a question and it, it's one that John, our founder and CEO, will often repeat to a number of these teams. And that is, how are you helping someone else to succeed? Um, that focus on actually how are you helping someone else out? How are you helping? How are you key to someone else's success? Um, that goes a very long way. Helen, let me ask you about the year of reading. Something we're very excited about. So Sheffield have launched a year of reading um, centred around the libraries, but uh, involving many businesses across the region. Um, clearly, it being reading, we jumped on it because reading is so integral to all things education. We're pursuing a number of different um, projects to do with this. We Later on in the year, we'll be launching a schools project to design a reading area. Um, we're also going to be going into schools, two schools in particular, and doing um, a reading and writing project with them in order to create their own story, using Twinkle Illustrators to go in and work with them on character creation that they can then see literally coming to life in front of them, and, and using our... Um, I say ex-teachers, some of them are ex-teachers, some of them still do teach part-time in the classroom and work part-time for Twinkle. So they'll go in to support lessons um, so the children will, one school at a time, so one class at a time, um, almost do a relay of writing the story one paragraph at a time. And when the story comes together, we can print it with the Twinkle illustrations. Uh, We're also going to hold a celebration of reading event. Details are yet to be confirmed, but some point in summer, trying to get um, different companies together to to celebrate reading and, and how do we enthuse all generations for reading and of course it wouldn't be twinkle if we didn't enthusiastically get on board internally as well so we've got a whole program internally in the office month by month of how we're all going to get excited about reading fantastic i do feel that libraries are such a kind of an underused resource and i say that as someone that only very recently actually kind of joined the central library here in in sheffield and kind of went in and thought crikey there's a lot of stuff here um including kind of desk where i can sit and do some work and then go and find a book that's actually going to help me with this work Mm -hmm. that i'm doing it's um kind of crazy that we um as a whole society just underuse what's just such a fantastic resource so uh, yeah the very best of luck with um with with that and i look forward to Mm -hmm. kind of seeing all the different events throughout the the, uh, throughout the year um, right what about the future then because it sounds like it's been uh, a remarkable 10 years uh, for Twinkle so far what about the next 10 where where do you see this going I think with us it's just scaling up further so it, it's finding more ways to help teachers in England and also finding more ways to help teachers 
everywhere else in the world. Uh, yeah, for us, I say it's it's that wider um, country expansion. It's that wider segment expansion. So we talked about parents, we talked about home educators, uh, we talked about teaching assistants. It's helping more who teach, uh, and then actually it's going out and expanding Hive as well and growing, looking for other startups. How can we help those to support teachers and educators around the globe? Great. Um, and if there's anyone that kind of listens to this and thinks I need to find out more about about these guys, so um, yeah, if people want to find out more about what Twinkle is all about, where's the best way of doing that? Uh, the best way is actually through the website. Site, so that's www.twinkle.co.uk uh, and if you're interested in the hive then please do just drop me a line at hive at twinkle.co.uk and we'd be we'd love to hear from you and it's twinkle without an e yeah <laughs> brilliant thank you very much for your time today really appreciate it thanks thank a lot you. find us at steelcitybusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first audio marketing works Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at rebelbasemedia.io.